Welcome to The How of Business with your host, Henry Lopez, the podcast that helps you start, run, and grow your small business. And now, here is your host. This is Henry Lopez. Welcome to this episode of The How of Business. My guest today is Cindy Bray. Cindy, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Henry. Looking forward to this conversation. Cindy's going to share her story of how she invented, developed, and launched a very practical, what I call home laundry product, and including in the process an appearance on Shark Tank and all of this during the pandemic. If you want to receive more information about the Howa business, including the show notes page for this episode, and also if you want to schedule a free coaching consultation with me, just visit thehowabusiness.com. So let me tell you a little bit more about Cindy. Cindy Bray is an entrepreneur and an inventor. And she's the owner of Brainiacs LLC and the inventor of WAD Free, W-A-D Free, WAD Free. Uh, so during the pandemic, Cindy decided to tackle a problem that had been irritating her for years, which is the bed sheets that wad up in the washer and dryer. And, and I've had that experience myself, so I understand <laughs> what, what you're saying. And so she launched a company to solve this problem, her invention WAD Free which is recently featured, as I said, on Shark Tank. We'll talk a little bit about that experience and has been positively reviewed and featured on various sites and publications. So she's with me today to share her small business success story. Cindy lives in Denver, Colorado. So once again, Cindy Bray, welcome to the show. Thank you. So I want to start where we usually start, Cindy, which is what were you doing before you did this product and invented this? Uh, what was your career or what, what were you doing before this? My career actually started in advertising and graphic design. I ran my own company for nearly 20 years, but I had stopped working in the year 2005 mm. when my husband developed a brain tumor. I had spent a number of years being an only living parent and volunteering for the cancer community. And it was only in 2019 that I came up with the idea for my company. Wow. So, so you had tremendous business experience. You had the, obviously the advertising and marketing experience. So you, you obviously came to this knowing a little bit about what it is to, to identify a target market, to go to market, and that, that side of it. Is that fair? Yes. And I also have an MBA, although I felt very rusty, I'll say, after not working for so many years. I can imagine. Yeah. yeah. But it's all the basics are all the same, aren't they? Exactly. Yeah. So the idea comes to you because of this pain, uh, but, but why do you decide to tackle this idea and come up with something to solve it? Well, I think everyone that does laundry has experienced the wadding of the bed sheet whenever they wash their sheets. Sometimes it's in the washing machine, sometimes it's in the dryer. And when I recently purchased a new washer dryer set, this problem for me got so much worse. Really? It was just maddening. And so I went online to find a solution. And when there wasn't one, I tasked myself with creating it. Just for your own, uh, just to solve it for yourself? Or did you think, hmm, there might be a business here? Oh, I knew there had to be a business there because everybody has this problem. And it's, it's wasteful. It wastes time. It wastes energy. It wastes money. And it's it's really annoying <laughs> to come back to the dryer expecting to find dry sheets 
but having to unravel your sheets and run the whole thing again. So were you looking for a business at that point in time? No, I was not. The idea sparked then in you, hey, maybe I can go do this again. Yes. So I spent a long time just sort of thinking about why are my sheets wadding up? I would sit and watch them as they would defiantly twist and tangle in front (laughs) of my eyes and thought about what is the physics behind why these sheets are wadding up? And once I figured that out, I set about finding a way to interrupt that process. And I came up with a product that was going to solve this problem once and for all. I was just on a mission. It was fast and furious. But how long was that period of time from, uh, okay, I've got to figure out how to fix this to I've got a, an idea on how to fix it? I came up with a concept in April of 2019. I ordered my injection mold tooling in August of 2019. But before that 2019, once you had the concept, how long did you spend figuring out this problem? Before 2019, it came to me in 2019. Right away. So when you decided, I got to figure out a fix for the the wadding of sheets, you immediately figured out this device that you invented in your head? Mm, no, I see what you're saying. So I purchased this new washer dryer set in 2016. And that's when my, my wadding problems became yeah. unbearable. Right. So over those three years, you were like, uh, there's got to be a solution. There's got to be a solution. Let me try to figure this out. Well, it was sort of a running joke in my family. (laughs) I was obsessed with this. I would talk to everybody about it. I mean, people in the line at the grocery store, people at the playground, I would talk to anybody about about their bed sheets wadding up. Um, But it was all sort of just a joke. And I came up with these really crazy ideas, nothing that was manufacturable or marketable. Mm -hmm. Um, But it was April of 2019 that I landed on the basic design for my, for what would become the wad free. Yeah. But was it, when you say it was a joke, was it a joke to you or just to others? Mm, To others. Okay. I was dead serious. You were going to figure this out. This problem. This is a problem that needed to be solved how we can put men on the moon and women, (laughs) Um, how we can live stream to the International Space Station, but we couldn't solve the bedsheet wadding problem. Yeah, I was on it. Is it, and I noticed with washers now, most of them don't have that spindle in the middle, which is supposed to be a benefit. Has that exacerbated the problem? So for top load, you're talking about the top loaders? Yes. That is a common design, and a lot of people with that design have reported more frequent and severe washer wads Mm -hmm. that coil up and turn into great big, what I call, tornado wads. Yeah. Yeah, you have a description for all of the different uh, types of wads, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, so... so now you're back to being a business owner. You had taken this break in between... What is it now that you've realized perhaps again that you enjoy or you get out of being your own boss? Having the control and ability to do whatever I want at my speed, which is pretty quick. I didn't have to wait on others to accomplish my goal. 
Before you before you had your advertising agency, I'm assuming that's what it was in part. Mm-hmm. Did you work in the corporate world? Did you work for other people? Oh, I had a job out of my undergrad mm-hmm. for a short amount of time. I got to imagine that's something though that's been in your personality. In other words, the frustration working in a corporate environment with how slow things move when you have an entrepreneurial mind. Exactly. I guess I also haven't mentioned that I developed a whole lot of skill sets in order to launch this product. For instance, I taught myself how to do my own CAD drawings Interesting. to, to design the solution. And why did you do that? Do you, do you, do you recommend that to someone who says, Hey, I've got an idea. How do I go about it? Cindy, do you recommend that they develop those skills? For me, it was the right move. Um, I used what's called SolidWorks. It's not a beginner's program. So do I necessarily recommend it? No, but for me, it was the right, it was the right move. And why is that? Are you, are you highly analytical or detailed uh, in the way that you solve problems? Absolutely. And creative as well. So whenever I had an idea, if it would spark me at three in the morning, I would get up and I would work on it. Yeah. And that tool allowed you to do that in a way that you needed to, to continue to make progress with this idea. Exactly. And bring it to market sort of at, at record speed mm-hmm. um, during a pandemic. Right. Right. Yeah. When did you have entrepreneurial influences in your life growing up or at some point? I did not. I'm the first entrepreneur in my family. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So was that part of when they, you know, they, they thought you were crazy to, to launch this business? Did you get that kind of feedback and pushback from family members or other people <laughs> in your life? <laughs> I did. Um, I think a lot of people were a little little skeptical. They thought, well, perhaps bedsheet wad preventers don't exist because nobody (laughs) wants them. Right. And that's a valid argument, though, isn't it? Absolutely. So I spent a lot of time doing research on my own to find out if there was a market for this product. I talked can, to a lot can you tell people. me a little bit about that, how you conducted that at a high level? How, how did you get that validation that there was a market for this? Sure, absolutely. I, I talked to um, friends, family, and a lot of strangers. I think that's where you get your most valid data are from people that, that don't know you. Sometimes the challenge with collecting that information, though, is you'll ask people a question and they sometimes they tell you what you want to hear. So it's all in asking the question or observing them with the prototype. So how did you get the right kind of input that you needed to validate that there was a market for this? Well, at every stage of development, I talked to as many people as I could, whether that was in the form of surveys or having product testers. I would walk up to people as I was walking my dog and ask them if they would test my product. So you'd give them a prototype and say, go use this? Yes. And then collect that feedback and ask them questions on how, how they use it and how it worked. Yes. Did you, the other thing that's tricky is validating then how much will you pay for this, right? And I have found that we get misleading information if we say, will you pay $100 for this? And people say, oh, yes, of course I will. But then, you know, it's very disconnected from what they will actually pay. So just give me a little bit at a high level how you determined the right price point for it. I phrased that question 
differently. I asked what would they pay and had them come up with the price. Really? And I got everything from $5 to $60. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, let me take a step back. We've obviously touched on it, and I think most people can kind of visualize it, but because we're just dealing with audio here, explain, properly introduce what this thing is. Sure. The Wadfree comes in a pack of two, one for the flat sheet and one for the fitted sheet. It's a basically a square device with four attachment tabs where you attach essentially the four corners of each sheet that you're going to run in the load. And I think if I've seen, if I've seen it, I kind of press the sheet into these tabs that'll then grab the sheet at that point, right? Yes. Think of it a little bit like the old style garter clips. It works a little bit like that. Okay. And so why does this magically eliminate or greatly eliminate the wadding? What, what is it that... What's the magic that's happening? It is the, you said it's the corners that I'm attaching there. Is that right? Yes. And so by keeping those kind of together, that keeps it in a different shape that reduces it wadding up. Exactly. So, uh, and they're made out of plastic, they're reusable, all of those kind of things, right? Yes. So the plastic is, one of the plastics is custom compounded to meet all of the requirements of the product um, so that it's non-toxic. It withstands all of the conditions of the laundry process from heat and chemicals and whatever people are going to throw at it. It's Mm -hmm. not going to melt. It's not going to hurt your sheets. Um, So yeah, one of the plastics is custom compounded just for this purpose. Because I think, and I think I had seen that's one of the questions you address on the website or people are thinking, well, I have these really expensive sheets. Is this going to snag or catch or anything like that? So what do you say to that? Properly used, the water-free will not hurt your sheets. Um, You have to follow the fabric care instructions of your sheets as well as the product. Got it. Okay. All right. Let's talk a little bit about how you funded this business. I got to think the big expense probably came around the time you, you, you got the, the mold ordered. If my mm-hmm. understanding of this process, that's usually not cheap. Right. So that was a big point there where you had to commit some dollars, I suspect. Right. That was a big gut check there. Yes. Um, I'm self-funded. So I was real careful about every dollar I spent, um, but ordering those molds, I had to be real sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there was no turning back at that point as far as that investment right, went. Right. Uh, and then you have been self-funded, except for, we'll talk about in a moment, the, the money you took in, from the shark and uh, shark tank. Is that right? Or have you had other investor rounds? No, I'm self-funded and revenue funded. So I turned profitable after just seven months after my launch. That's incredible. Yeah, that's yeah. wonderful. All right. So uh, go to market. You This product is available where? Where can someone buy this? It is available on my website, wadfree.com. I also sell on Amazon, Walmart, and the Gromit. And when you say Walmart, are we talking just online or in physical stores? Walmart Marketplace. Online, okay. Online, yes. 
And is that where you're planning to stay is online or are you working towards eventually perhaps being on a shelf? Just this week, it is now available in select Ace Hardware stores. Wow. Okay. And on the Ace website as well. Interesting. You know, my experience uh, in the past is Ace is often for these types of products, a good place to go because they, they tend to look for a mix of their products being either local or independent, right? So they, they have much more openness to that has been my experience. Is that, was that part of what you found as well? Yes. And the other thing is they came to me asking to be my first retail partner. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. So interesting. Now, so when you do that now, I got to think it's a big impact on production. And so how did you think through that? And then, well, first of all, where, where is this being manufactured right now? Is it in the States or overseas? No, Wadfree is made right here in Denver, Colorado, just is, nine is miles right? from my house. Yes. Wow, okay. Yeah. And so you have the capacity out of that manufacturing location for now this increase that going into a physical store is, is hopefully going to require? Yes, I do. That is, that is a tremendous advantage, right? A lot of times when I talk to people who have invented something, they've kind of have to phase through a couple of manufacturers, especially of their stateside, to be able to meet that demand. No, my current manufacturer is, is managing with the increased demand, and it's, it's going really well. Uh, did, they, did you have any impact because of COVID on that manufacturing process, on any, any impact on the, on the supply <laughs> chain for you? Oh, absolutely. Um, so I launched in June of 2020, which was a delayed launch because mm. of COVID. Among other things, my manufacturer was busy making PPE. <laughs> Is that right? And so it was a delayed launch. Uh, a few months later, I was. it was December of 2020, and I ran out of inventory because the reorder that I had placed several months earlier that was waiting on the custom plastic that was compounded out of Massachusetts, that plant had been shut down because of COVID. I see. So yeah. I ran out of inventory. I learned from that to mm -hmm. stockpile my raw materials. Let's talk about the Shark Tech experience. Uh, the, the big question I always have initially is why did you decide to go on Shark Tank? Shark Tank is a show that I have been a huge fan of since it, it launched in, 20, in 2009. It got me through some really rough times and gave me a lot of inspiration, never dreaming that one day I would have a product of my own. When I came up with my product, it was really natural for me to apply to, to go on the show. One of my goals was to just be able to stand there on the carpet and to thank each one of the sharks personally, because they really did inspire me and give me the courage to launch my company. Because of you, you had been watching for all those years when you decided this is a problem I can, I'm going to solve that knowledge, that inspiration served as motivation that you could do this. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I watched inventor after inventor bring their product to market. And I said, I can do this. All of the resources are available. It's, it's how much you want it and how hard you're willing to work. Mm -hmm. 
And so you tell me about what happened on the, on the, uh, on the show briefly. It's been aired already, right? It just recently aired. <laughs> yes, it was incredible. Um, I walked into the tank with a lot of confidence because I had a product that I knew had been validated. The part, the product had been validated. The market had been validated and the media had started picking up on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I walked into the tank with a lot of confidence, very excited to show the sharks their prize pupil being me. So the pitch went off pretty well. Um, it was fast and furious. There were a couple sharks that were fighting over me. <laughs> That's <laughs> and what felt good. Yeah, it was pretty incredible. Mm-hmm. What uh, is at a high level? What what did you learn about the experience? Um, what did I learn from being on Shark Tank? It's a lot of work. <laughs> the whole process of being a on lot Shark of work Tank. getting ready to be get on. Is that what you mean? Yes, the process to apply and be accepted. Every every stage of getting onto Shark Tank is a lot of work. Mm-hmm. The thing that I, I haven't watched it a lot, and as I mentioned before we started recording, I'm not a huge fan of Shark Tank for reasons that, you know, we don't have time to talk about here. But what I've always noticed is one of the things that they look for that you had is that you've already proven that there's a market for this. In other words, you, you're past the just idea phase. It tends to, seems to me, but you tell me because you've watched this show a lot more than I have, that that's one of the things that they look for. And it seems like that was one of the things that appealed to them is you had already proven that there's a market at a certain price for this product. Is that fair? Yes. When I walked into the tank, I had sold $513,000 worth of my product. Yeah. That has to have caught their attention. Right? I haven't seen the episode, but I got to think that. And what, why I highlight this is often when people say, oh, if I can just get on Shark Tank with this idea. But for you, it was more than just an idea. You had you were way beyond just an idea on this. Yes. Yeah. After I taped the show, but before Shark Tank aired, I was featured in a couple of large publications, including Good Housekeeping Magazine, the Good Housekeeping Institute cleaning lab had tested Wadfree in their cleaning labs and they loved it, called mm-hmm. it genius. And so by the time Shark Tank aired, I had over a million dollars in sales wow. even before yeah. the episode That's aired. That, that kind of coverage and publicity, did it come organically or did you seek it or go get it? Tell me about that if you would. I have a publicist. Is that so? That facilitated getting the exposure, so that then these publications would would look at it and say, "Yeah, we're going to review it now." And, and and in other words, it didn't just happen because you were out there in the universe. You had a publicist that helped you get it in front of the right people. Is that fair? Yes and no. So one of my big, one of my early big breaks was a customer had purchased the product and loved it and wrote about it on apartment therapy. And that had a huge response. And then they just snowballed from there. I see. Yeah. yeah. Good. I mean, the, the key is the key takeaway there is often what we miss. Like I work with a lot of clients who think, well, I'm just going to put up a website and magically people will find me. But 
that's not the way it works. We have to put some effort behind it, sometimes some investment behind it in marketing to get the word out there about this thing that you have. Yes. Ironically, even though my background is in advertising and marketing, I do not advertise. And why is that? Because I found that earned media validates the product from, for my product, which is creating a brand new product category that Mm -hmm. people are somewhat skeptical about. Right. They have to hear about it from a trusted source. So that's word of mouth, which is huge and mass media. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. That makes sense. But, but you did have to, you do have to kind of prime that or encourage that so that that begins to happen. Right. By priming, all we've done is send out some samples. Okay. Yeah. And that's all it's taken. Yeah. Okay. Um, the other thing I want to talk about is the patent. You got a patent for this a provisional patent, if I understood correctly. Is that correct? Oh, I have a fully issued utility you have a fully patent. Issued patent. Yeah. How, how long did that process take at a high level? Because my I haven't gotten a patent myself. I have clients who have and what I'm understanding is it can take a while, but in the time frame that you've laid out, it couldn't have taken too long for you to get this patent. No, it didn't actually. My patent issued on the first try, no okay. office actions. And I was thrilled about that. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, did you, so uh, often what happens with people when they're inventing something that doesn't exist is they're worried about being oh, highly secretive about it especially during that prototyping phase. How did you mm-hmm. balance that worrying about somebody might steal an idea, but as you shared with us, you, you shared it with people for them to try it. How, what was, what was your thinking on that? I didn't tell anybody anything until I had written my, my own provisional patent. You didn't do any uh, testing uh, and feedback until you had written the patent. Correct. Interesting. So you had that in place first, and then you were giving the samples to people to test and give you feedback on. Yes. Okay. And that's because you were concerned that somebody could steal the idea. Absolutely. Okay. Every organization that I, that I met with, whether it was a manufacturer or what have you, I had them sign an NDA before I would even talk to them. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. So what's, uh, when you think back, even though it's been a a short, fast, relatively speaking, a short, fast and furious journey, but what were, what was the significant surprise in this process of inventing a product and bringing it to market? Is there something that you remember that was a surprise to you? Um, Does COVID count? Um, (laughs) Sure. That, that can count, but, but beyond that, as far as the, you know, the business aspect of it, or you had not done this before, you had not brought a product to market, right? So what was surprising there? You know, I don't know what launching a brand new product category that no one is looking for is like during normal times, but I have to believe that doing it during the pandemic was like doing it blindfold with one hand tied behind my back. By the time I launched, my business plan was out the window. It was not valid. And so it was just a matter of being nimble, pivoting and, and reading the market. Why didn't you pause and, and wait? Why did you decide to nonetheless move forward? 
because I had this product that solved a problem virtually everybody has, and I had to get it out there. It's such a energy saver. It's a time saver. I couldn't keep it to myself. Plus, I, I got to think, you know, going to market wasn't as much impacted. I mean, the supply chain issues we talked about, but people were going to buy this online, at least initially, and use it in their homes. So it wasn't impacted by COVID in that sense, right? Correct. And people it, were home. Yeah, doing more, more laundry, perhaps doing, you know, dealing with this problem, maybe even more so, right? Right. Yeah. So what's what's next that you can share with us? What's next for you and this business? Sure. I will soon be launching Wad Free for blankets and duvet covers. And okay. I also so that's have, a different product. It is a different product that is made to handle those thicker, heavier, mm-hmm. larger items. So that will launch hopefully early in 2022. Okay. I also have a version for long sleeve shirts and pants. A lot of people have a problem with those in the washing machine. And I have some other products for the laundry room in the works. Exciting, exciting stuff. All right, let me ask you this final question then, and then we'll start to wrap it up. When someone who has a product idea, I'm sure they, they come to you, you know, friends, family, whomever, I got an idea for a product. How do I do this? Where, where do you tell people to start if they have an idea for a product that they are going to invent? Well, I think it is really important to do your homework before you start investing your time, your energy, and your money into a product. You need to make sure that it first isn't patented already, that it is something that other people need and want, and that it's something that you can manufacture at a price that consumers are willing to pay. And I I personally think it's important to reevaluate everything frequently because there's a lot of places that you can jump off before you put down a lot of money. And that that big no, go, no, go was ordering the mold. Is that, is that one of the big decision points that's going to cost you some money? Is that, is that fair? For me, it was for other people, it might be hiring an engineer to 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 design this thing. Right. Yeah. 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 Good. Um, Fair enough. All right. I'm always looking for uh, book recommendations. Is there a book that comes to mind that you would recommend to us? I was a big fan of all of the sharks books, but in particular, Lori Grenier had a book that really resonated with me called Invent It, Sell It, Bank It. It was, it was written in 2014. So it's a little bit dated, but the fundamentals I think are pretty solid. Excellent. Thanks for sharing that. We'll have a link to that on the show notes page at thehowabusiness.com. All right, Cindy, we'll wrap it up with this last question. What's, what's one thing you want to stick away from this conversation that we had, particularly as, as um, someone listening, as I, as I asked you a moment ago, might be thinking about a product idea that they have. What, what's one thing you want us to take away? Besides the, you know, the, the doing the research, as you mentioned, is there something else you want us to take away? Sure. I think that my success was due in part to being able to be resourceful and nimble in our ever-changing, volatile, and unpredictable time. Mm-hmm. I think that that is such a key characteristics uh, characteristics of successful business owners. And I got to think that you you learned that in your previous business ownership experience, that what I mean by that is often what I see is people come to business thinking, 
that you can plan something out and it just happens according to plan with minor adjustments, but that's just not the reality of it, is it? It, it is not. Creative problem solving is an essential skill. Yeah. All right. Where do you want us to go online again to find out more? Wadfree.com is my website. Wonderful. We'll have a link to that as well. Thank uh, you. Is it Wadfree with, without the dash, right? No dash. No dash. Yeah. Just W-A-D-F-R-E-E. Great. All right. We'll have a link to that on the, on the show notes page as well. So Cindy, thank you so much for being with me today and sharing uh, your experience and your, your knowledge and tips. Uh, it was a good conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I enjoyed it. This is Henry Lopez, and thanks for joining me on this episode of The How of Business. My guest today, again, was Cindy Bray. I release new episodes every Monday morning, and you can find us anywhere you listen to podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or at my website, thehowofbusiness.com. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to The How of Business. For more information about our coaching programs, online courses, show notes pages, links, and other resources, please visit thehowofbusiness.com.